0: chapter six of our feathered friends this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox our feathered friends by elizabeth and joseph grinnell what birds carry in their pockets some birds wear on their heads plumes or bright and showy hats these they say sometimes lift in true bird style there is the ruby-crowned kinglet which one sees in the garden trees when this little king lifts his hat he shows what looks like a ruby-crown or jewel on top of his head other birds wear cocked hats or tall silk hats with waving plumes you can imagine almost anything you like in the dress of a bird from his hat to his shoes when a bird who wears a hat is surprised by another bird or is angry or when he wants to show off to his mate while paying his respects to her he lifts the feathers on the top of his head and this is what we call lifting his hat many of our merry little bird friends both male and female wear bonnets or hoods which we think are tied closely under the chin others like the woodpeckers wear collars of lace This lace is made of loose, filmy feathers, as different from the feathers of the breast or back, as embroidery is different from closely woven cloth. When a warm day comes, you will see the birds lift their wings and hold their feathers close and pant with their bills open. How tired they look! And the song or twitter which you hear is a weary one, as if they were saying, The oldest inhabitant never saw so warm a day. In a cold snap, the dress fluffs out, and the bird looks much larger than he did on the warm day. It seems as if he were saying, See me make my wraps as big and thick as I can. Many of the birds that sit up and fly about all the long cold night are more warmly clothed than most day birds who tuck themselves into bed as soon as the sun sets. Examine the owls and see how warmly they dress. Many of them wear trousers of feathers reaching to the knees or coming low down to the ankles often their feet are covered with feathers down to their sharp claws their necks too are all wrapped up with feathers like comforters or woolen scarfs so that only the bill may be seen it gets pretty cold in the middle of the night and mr owl knows how to wrap himself up besides with these thick soft feathers he can fly after his prey without making any noise a bird's shoes and stockings are strong and never seem to wear out if they become worn they are mended so quickly you never know the difference the foot and leg are covered with scales like the scales on a lizard birds and lizards are very much alike in fact they are a sort of cousin or distant relative so that they dress alike in the matter of shoes and stockings only the lizard wears scales all over while a bird wears them only for shoes and stockings the bird has found out that feathers are better for flying in the air while the lizard crawling as he always does is perfectly happy with only scales for clothes all birds big and little wear warm fleecy underclothes better and softer than flannel you can see bits of these underclothes at the bottoms of the knee trousers or dresses or if you happen to be holding a bird in your hand you can part the outer clothes and see and feel the delicate down sometimes when a bird ruffles his outer garments in washing himself the soft warm underclothes are in plain sight birds never use complexion powders that no doubt would seem very vulgar to them but they do use hair oil every day they carry this mixture about with them in their pockets by pockets we mean little pouches or sacks which always lie on the back near the tail birds would not be quite dressed without their pockets and they know where to find them without any trouble we suppose this is because birds pockets have always been in the same place if it looks like rain the hair oil as we call it is used more freely suppose the lady bird wishes to oil the back of her head and around her face of course she is not able to take up the bottle and pour the oil into her hand but she squeezes a little out with her beak as you would press a rubber bulb Then she lays the oil on her back just above her wings. To get the oil all about where she wishes to put it, she rubs her head against it, twisting and turning her neck until all the feathers of her head are straight and shining when a shower comes the water falls or slides down the bird's back and shoulders on the oil never finding its wet way beneath to the underclothing birds are like people who live in the cold and wet north the eskimo are said to rub their whole bodies with seal or fish oil to keep themselves from being wet bird babies seldom have any clothing to begin life with a few such as the walkers and waders and most of the swimmers like quail and sandpipers and ducks are covered with thick down when they come out of their shell many of the bird babies in our yard have hardly a trace of the finest down while others have a little of it in patches like tiny shirts or bibs birds which have no clothes are hatched in the warmest nests and are close to the mother's breast almost all the time until their clothes have time to grow they do not have oil in their pockets until they have feathers to put it on a baby bird has such a wide mouth that he looks very odd but then you see his mouth is wide on purpose so that the parent birds can drop the food in quickly if the parents had to hunt around to find six or eight little mouths many a nice bug or worm would get away and the babies go hungry Look into a nest and see that four or five open bills are as much of the young birds as you can catch sight of above the edge of the nest. Each is trying to open his mouth a little wider than his brothers and sisters so that it can get the first mouthful. We have often wondered how the mother knows which bird to feed when she comes to the nest we spent two or three days once to be quite sure that she fed all alike she fed them in turn even though she returned many times not once giving the last one another bite until she had been all around we do not know whether she counts them or calls them by name but she makes no mistake in feeding them we saw a hummingbird mother one day stand on the head of one little baby birdling while she fed the other not all of her weight was on the bird of course but quite enough to make him keep out of her way while she fed his brother a baby bird gains nothing by teasing and coaxing it must wait for its turn to come no matter how hungry it happens to be it is probably more greedy than hungry when it wants to get more than its share chapter six